What's up, you amazing awakening recovery and rediscovery warriors? Welcome to this episode of the Deeper Truth Healing Hour with me, Reverend Elsie Lona Curry. I appreciate y'all being here. I am super grateful, honestly, as always, to even get to sit in this seat and come and share with you all. And tonight, I really want to share from my heart. I have been in an amazing growth time, just a time of growth and stretching. And um, I can't imagine that I'm alone. We are moving into a very different time coming up. We are on the cusp of March and we are on the cusp of some amazing shifts and changes that are not only happening in the collective, you know, consciousness, the world as a whole, but within us and especially in the recovery community, in the spiritually awakening communities, we are going through a lot of things. And one of the big things in my life that I have been going through a lot lately, I have been aware of it for a very long time, but it has finally come to the space where it's really time to heal this. And often healing takes place over time, just like we often say that the recovery process actually starts before substance abstinence or habit abstinence. Um, that recovery process begins in those moments of knowing that something different has to happen that we know that we have to become different and we have to make changes in our lives and we have to do healing. And so these things happen over time and they're spread out over time. And so tonight I want to talk about a pattern of behavior that a lot of us in this recovery, especially this addiction, well, substance use recovery space go through. And that is the pattern of people pleasing. This is a big, big thing. A lot of us go through this from guilt. It begins in early childhood. We have a lot of trauma surrounding this and the trauma of being in that space of active substance use. Um, there is trauma behind that. You know, you don't live that type of life, you know, where you are in a constant state of breaking the law. Um on the, the run from different lies or manipulations or just being out in the streets scoring and copying. You know, you develop trauma from those from those actions and that behavior. And it is vital that we understand that and that we recognize it and that we do what it takes to heal it. So I want to talk about this with you tonight. I want to start right now um, by just let's let's talk about Webster's dictionaries, um, a, a definition of people pleasing. So it says a people pleaser is a person who has an emotional need to please others, often at the expense of his, hers, or theirs own needs or desires. There's a lot of that that goes on, especially when it comes to families, especially when it comes to a space of feeling unworthy within ourselves. That's really where it comes from. It comes from needing a validation. And we do, we go through this so much that it can become detrimental. So that's what I want to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about why it happens. We're going to talk about how to conquer and, and get on the healing path from this. And I hope there'll be something in this, regardless of why you're here, that you will find um, 
that resonates with you, that you can put into practice in your life today and go ahead and create that change and, and that life that you imagine and can achieve for yourself. In the meantime, I want you to go over to Amazon and pick up this amazing book by my friend Pamela Topchian, which there is something in this book about everything we talk about here. This is a healing process. It's filled with hope. It is filled with amazing stories. And the heart that wrote this is an amazing human being. It's called I Didn't Come This Far to Only Come This Far. And you can go over to Amazon and you can type in Pamela Tapjian. And you can also look at the amazing original art journals and different uh, pieces that she has there. She also has an Etsy store, but make sure that you get with Pamela Topchian. She's usually here in the chat. So if she's here tonight, hit her up. Uh, if you stick around to the end of the video, Pamela also has another gift for this audience through breakthrough hypnotherapy, but you're going to have to stick around to the end. So if you all are absolutely ready to get into this amazing, deeper truth healing hour than I am too. So let's go. Welcome, welcome, you amazing warriors. I am so glad to be here. It's Saturday night. And if you're spending some of your time with me, well, thank you. I appreciate that. What's up, Denise? Hello, Susan. Hey, Pamela Topchi and Tiffany. Oh, Janice. So good to see everyone. If uh, you are here and I haven't called you out, don't worry. StreamYard only shows me so many. And we are live right now on two, four, six, eight platforms. So I look forward to being able to go back. Make sure you keep chatting. The chat gets us, you know, keeps coming back to you. And it, it, it puts us out there a little bit more because I think that we're all in a space right now where we got a lot of changes happening. And it can get confusing when, you know, you're in a space where you don't realize that it's happening to everybody. And, you know, change is good. Change is exciting. Change equals growth and growth equals, you know, better. It equals expansion. And those things are, are, are really amazing. And we get stuck in those spaces where, you know, we, we get afraid of change and, and you know, we get in, in our rituals and our routines and they do, they give us comfort. And, and, you know, it, it is hard for that, but we are very adaptable beings and we can create, you know, new rituals and, and, and new routines that that can easily become a, a greater place of peace for us. But we got to live our best life. You know, this is our life. This is the time that we are here in this moment to be our divine expression, you know, in this life. I don't know what happens later. I don't know what happens if we come back. I don't know any of that stuff. What I know is I'm here right now. And there is a standard that I want to live my life by that is that is validating for me. And this is why I was talking about this people pleasing tonight, because, you know, <clears throat> that definition really sums it up, because when we are are pleasing others, we're often doing it to the at the detriment of our own self. And that lends us to lead a very inauthentic life. And I don't care who you are. <clears throat> 
but inauthenticity feels un makes you feel like you have no rest. It's it's very, you know, within me, it just makes me feel like there's no peace. There's no full peace. I can gather and garner little moments of peace, but when I'm living most authenticity. Authentic. <laughs> I can't say it tonight, but when I'm living most authentic to myself, that is when I feel the most at home in my skin. That's when I feel the most confident and that's when I have the most peace. What's up, Mike? Guy from Canada. Come on, Canada. I love Canadians. I love Canadians. Every Canadian I know is amazing. Just amazing. So I guess when we talk about people pleasing and this pattern of behavior, you know, it, it is it, it's vital that we start to try to understand why. And that's what I've been doing a lot this week, because, you know, I'm surrounded by my family and I, I work in a family business. I, I live right amongst my family, you know, um, and it, and while it can be very positive on in some aspects, it can also show me how much work I need to do. And now we, we've heard terms like shadow work and, and all of that. Yeah, that's right. Shout out to Kim Bella. Sober is the new cool for my amazing garb. I wore this specially for her. Another Canadian, by the way. But it can it brings up a lot of what is still left in my shadow self to work on. And a lot of it has to do with pleasing. Um, and and that was born for me very early in in my childhood. And, and for us to go back and fix something, I know it seems cliche and people get tired of talking about their childhood, but you can get tired of it. But that doesn't mean that it is not very very vital to your entire life process because the majority of the ways that we live our lives were absorbed between the years of zero to seven. You know, we learned a lot, especially in those times where we weren't speaking and, and we really couldn't get around and we were just there as the sponge absorbing everything in our surroundings. We were so super subconscious at that time that we were unconsciously learning how to survive in this unit called family. And of course, we had no definitions of those things, but we learn how to survive in that tribe. And one of the things that was real early, you know, my mom was a young mom. Uh, my father was young and they were, you know, very much trying to play house because in the in the mid 70s, you know, when young people got pregnant, they got married. That was just what they were supposed to do. If not, it was a shame to the family and this, that, and the other. I was born in the Deep South. So that's what they did. They got married. They were kids. They didn't know each other. And so I can imagine that there was a ton, a ton of tension and stress within that atmosphere that I myself was absorbing. We also had a, a very traumatic fire in which I died in, in that fire very, very young. Um, and, you know, so I know that I've had a lot of trauma even before I can remember, but the stuff that I do remember, you know, my mom and that relationship quickly went by the wayside and and she was always kind of 
outrunning her parents, which thought that they could raise me better. And I think really stayed on top of her about what she wasn't doing right and and just stayed on top of her to to have a husband and settle down and do the things that she was supposed to do in that time. And so I know that I absorbed a lot of tension and a lot of stress. Now, fast forward, one of the um, marriages that I really remember was very abusive. And it was in this time, oh my gosh, Bradley Bagwell, love you. It was in this time that I really started absorbing, hey Lisa, I really started absorbing this very real sense of, 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 of gauging the energy because the man that she was married to was very abusive and he was also an alcoholic. So at a very young age, I learned how to count the beers that he would drink to know what kind of night we were going to have. And, and I also saw my mom do a lot of this stuff. So as I started learning how to gauge the tension in the room and then perform or be quiet or disappear and not be seen, that developed this pattern of behavior in me called people pleasing. And it is often, it is often going to be within the person in our family that we most feel like we need the validation from. And, and I think that it starts out with that, with, with a different phrase. I think it's called parent pleasing. And that's really, really what it was. You know, I, I was always there trying to parent, please, because my survival depended upon it. And now I hope that possibly in what I'm saying to you now, we'll, we'll call up some memories for you where you can start to learn where this pattern of behavior of people pleasing began in your life. Because later on in this video, we're going to go back to that time. And, and we're going to talk to that person a little bit and, and try to give them some compassion and give them some assurance. Because what all of this comes back to is a worthiness issue. It, it is a lack of self-worthiness, you know, and often, you know, if you didn't pick this up in childhood, if you don't have a childhood story, because this just continued to go on for me throughout my life. I don't think it ever stopped from that moment of that really seriously traumatizing relationship of my mom's and always it being me and her. Um, you know, I also picked up that behavior from her and it still lives in both of us to this day. Um, and it's detrimental, you know, it, it, it hurts to always be trying to avoid tension. It's, you know, people pleasing is also a relationship with tension and how we react in t with tension. Um, and, and so if it was not, say, if it was not born for you during those times, if you are a person here that is absolutely in the space of substance use recovery then it very well can absolutely happen during that time. Because when we step into the recovery space, from that space, we often do a lot of pleasing to people around us that's born out of the guilt. But again, what is the main theme? It's self-worth. 
we feel like we don't deserve people's love. We feel like we've we've done so many bad things that, you know, that that we owe to our family members and our friends and our jobs to to not express ourselves. We don't trust ourselves enough to express ourselves. So a lot of times we just go along with things. We tell a lot of people yes when we really, really mean no. And what that starts to build is a lot of resentment. And we can get we can get people pleasing very mixed up with service work. We can disguise people pleasing as service work. It's very easy to do because to overcome this pattern of behavior takes some actions that are not going to feel comfortable. And, and, and that's, that's where things start to get a, a little tough because if this stuff was born for you out of, say, for like me, it, it was born out of survival. You know, if I did not people or parent please at that time, I could have really been hurt and harmed. And that was the same thing that was happening for my mom. If she said the wrong thing, her life was on the line. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't somebody just, you know, yelling at us or something. I mean, this man was truly violent and our lives were on the line. So that's why it is it is so embedded within us. But now I find myself doing it with 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 her, with my mom. There will be things that I want to say. There will be, you know, things that I in the business that I want to express. And I don't because my my relationship with tension comes down to that place of you know i'm not confident i'm not confident in my knowledge to to stand up for this or i i just want to keep the peace you know often people pleasing is disguised as peacekeepers and we have the we we have the habit of saying, well, I was just I'm just a peacekeeper. I, I was just born this way. And that's not really true. That's not true. You were conditioned to be this way and you keep the peace out of fear of the retribution of what's going to happen. And a lot of it comes in unhealed trauma, because I know for me, a lot of times if I don't keep the peace and it's really, really big when it comes to being between my my wife and my mother you know that 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 is a that is a dynamic there that i feel you know like like the little rubber seal in the middle trying to you know make sure everybody's okay but in doing that i deny myself my own happiness i deny myself my own authenticity i i deny myself my own peace in doing that and it's because there is this very real visceral fe uh, fear and, and uneasiness that happens within me when that tension rises up. And I have to often realize that I'm not making things better. I'm creating resentment within me and I'm stopping two grown adult women from being able to handle their own shit. That's what it is. And that's not helping them either. It really isn't because they can't truly make a real relationship that belongs to them as long as I'm in the middle trying to make sure 
this one's okay and that one's okay. And they're still just holding resentment for each other. And, and, and I know for my wife, a lot of my wife's comes from watching me be in the middle of this and, and, you know, and, and it's, it's just a whole different dynamic. And so it's really not making anything or anyone else better. It's just saving my fear for a moment. But what's all, all really happening is I'm just escaping it in a way. Like I'm just pushing it down for a minute and going, oh, we dodged that bullet. And then two seconds later, we're back at it because they're trying to make their connection. You know, divinity has brought them together for their journey. And I'm basically just standing in the way of that. You know, I, I, I've also expressed to you all that that we live on the same property. My wife and I, my mother, uh, my sister, my nephew, and some other folks that are here. And I've seen the results of my mom's people pleasing and her fear of of being the bad guy and her inability to say no i've watched a lot of people come along and take advantage of that and i'm telling you if you are a people pleaser there is people can sense that and they will come in and they will use you and they will use you and they will use you until your cup is so empty that you begin now to to become physically sick to become mentally unwell because you can't honestly, truly serve anyone if you're serving from an empty cup. What do you have to give? And so you're just out there like uh, Wonder Woman with her, you know, bracelets trying to dodge all these bullets from people. But who are you really saving? And what is it costing you to do this? And I believe that it's these moments where we find ourselves, because for everything and anything we do, we have to start with awareness. We have to be able to look at something because we can't begin to solve an issue, to, to create any type of change unless we're willing to look at something. And, and a lot of times we cross that up with emotion, especially if we're coming from a space where we struggle with worthiness. We, we cross that emotion of if I look at this, if I become aware of this, then we start to somehow say, well, I'm doing something wrong. There's something wrong with me. <clears throat> you know what all of those things that we say to ourselves but if we can kind of detach the emotion and just be able to see our patterns of behavior we can start to 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 really make a plan for what it is that will make us happy you know i'm going to say this again in case you weren't here in the very beginning but this is your life regardless of what's going on around you this is your life and this is where very real what I've been going through is reminding myself that this is my experience and it is not selfish for me to care for myself because just walking around with resentment or just looking at things from an external perspective and judging it from what is tolerable or right for me and being angry, you know, with with 
the, this other situation is also not helping me. And the people pleasing comes in when I don't say anything, when I don't express how I feel. You know, we have a right <clears throat> to express how we feel in the situation. And on whatever level you find yourself with with the the behavior pattern of people pleasing, you know, it may be severe <laughs> like mine and, and say my mother's is, or it could just be, you know, a little bit like at work or whatever. And you've got to gauge where you're not being authentic to yourself. Now, you've got to gauge, is this really an issue or is this just something I have to do? But I'm going to say this. If it follows you home from work, it's an issue. Like you could probably stand to get some awareness around this and make some changes because it means that you are not being true to you. And we all have a coworker that gets on our nerves and 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 it's not it's not mature to, you know, always say something to this person. But but you know the difference. Like we're all here. We know the difference. You know the difference between aggravation and literal visceral unrest. I think you can just say the two words and feel the difference. One happens in the mind. One happens every bit in the gut. And the one in the gut is what we're really talking about tonight because it bleeds into your heart space. It then bleeds down into your root space and it starts to affect subconsciously every thing that we do in our lives, every relationship, everything we do in our life. Because if we're in a relationship where we don't feel free to express what is right and good for us, then we have to reevaluate that. And it may not even be the other person's fault. They may be completely unaware that this is your pattern of behavior. But then again, they may be very aware and they may use that to their advantage. Because again, let me reiterate that people will take advantage of you as, you know, as they realize you have this, this behavior pattern. I've seen so many people show up and and use my mom because they know that it is very hard for her to say no. And if they give her just the right amount of heart in their story, then she is going to say yes, no matter what type of turmoil it puts her into. And that's not okay. And sometimes we watch this from the outside and we wish that people could see themselves from our eyes. You know, for me, I wish my mom could see herself through my eyes, because if she could, she would know absolutely how smart and beautiful and, and strong and independent and, and valuable she is. And I'm sure people have thought that about me as well. And I've conquered this behavior a lot. It was really bad when I got into, when I first came into substance use recovery, because I almost felt this obligation to the people that were still out there active. I felt like I almost owed it to them because if I turned my back on it, you know, it's that whole trauma bond situation. And, and, and those folks will tell you, you know, they will use that and guilt you. 
And then it, it went over into the service work. I would say yes to so many things that in reality, I, my heart, I just didn't want to do. And then I began to attack myself. Well, you're being, you're just being selfish. You're, you don't have anything better to do. Why not say yes? And then I started realizing I had to stop and look around at the people that were around me. And all of a sudden they were, I just realized they were all people that needed something from me. They wanted something from me. And it's hard to be in that space. It's hard to realize that. It is so hard to stand there and think of yourself as having been used. And it's even hard to break away from that because, you know, you're going to get shit. I mean, these are the type of people that do not mind throwing stones at you because now their life is going to change because you are getting up from your give up. And now you're determined to create a life you love. And that's why I say that phrase all the time. And I put that you can get up from your give up because you can. I mean, you absolutely can. Wherever you are right now, you can make a decision that you're just going to stand up. You're just going to stand up and you are going to create a life that you love. And you're going to start listening to your heart. And what does your heart tell you? And you're going to try. You're going to try saying no a couple times. Now, you can do it as safe as you want. I don't I don't suggest you just jump off the deep end. But if your heart tells you that this is the moment for you to exert your no, then by all means, follow it. Don't think that it's going to change overnight. But do understand that as you begin to implement more of yourself and your truth and your worthiness and your authenticity, you're going to create more confidence within yourself. Because again, we go back to this being a worthiness issue, which means the antidote to this is we got to build confidence. And we start building confidence by exerting and, and saying what it is that we truly want. Start, if you got to start small, if it's, if somebody, if you've got somebody in your life that always calls you because they need your help and you just don't feel like helping, then practice and say, I just can't do this today. And don't apologize because your natural reaction is going to be to say, I'm sorry, I just can't do this today. No, you're not sorry. You're not sorry. Don't apologize for things because that's part of what goes into this. <clears throat> oh, gosh, I love you, Rita. Rita's here from Happy Being Well. Y'all check out that store, too. Look at happybeingwell.com. Uh, Rita has some amazing stuff. Beautiful entrepreneur-ish. Is. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about tonight, but she's an amazing human. And uh, <clears throat> I mean... We, we really all can, you know what I mean? Like we all can relate to this topic because we, we're in a society right now that is so volatile that we're so afraid to offend each other. And, you know, there's so many things we want to know and, and stuff about people that we're just so afraid to ask because it's gotten to where it's, it's, it's this all or nothing kind of society. Like, 
it's hard anymore to have friendships that you can disagree in and yet still hold to love. And I, I value those friendships that where we can, you know, we can disagree about something and that's all right. You know, I, I can't surround myself with people that only feel and think the way I do, you know, because that's not helping me grow at all. And so we, we really all can can relate to this in one form or the other. And, and I hope that that's why that, that we can all get something out of this. You know, for me, this is a very big time of growth in my life. I am really stepping on some <laughs> I, I am stepping into some spaces that are very uncomfortable for me. You know, starting a business, learning how to charge from my worth. You know, your worth has everything to do with your money, your financial, your bank account will mirror you your self-worth you know it it it, it will tell you <clears throat> how you how much you know what how you value yourself and what you feel you know about yourself and especially if you are a business owner if if you are setting the prices for the service that you give you know there this is something that you're going to have to really grab a hold of as well and and i i've written down some things tonight that I think might really help us in, in, in starting to conquer, to conquer this and to, to overcome like this. And one of the things that, that I like to use, and, and y'all know I'm big on asking myself different questions. I think this is some of that NLP that Rita is, is so good at too, is I like to always ask myself, what would my life be like if I, I said no to this person. What would my life be like if I really valued myself? And when you ask yourself those questions, then you start to begin to, to start to have these little visualizations in your mind. And it starts you getting in the practice of visualizing your life at, at, at its peak happiness of what you can discover right now. Because that will grow as you grow. Your visualizations will grow as you grow. But for the time being, begin where you are and ask yourself that question when this moment comes up. You know, if it's a boyfriend, if it's a girlfriend and, and they want to watch something on TV that y'all always watch and you just dread it, but you say yes just to keep the peace. Ask yourself, what would my life be like if I just said, hey, I don't really want to watch this tonight. I'd love to watch something else. Or give a suggestion, you know, have another suggestion there. If you just don't want to flat out say no, have an alternative suggestion. And one of the big things, and I've already said it, is stop apologizing. Do not apologize for honoring yourself. Because that's what you're really doing is honoring yourself, your wants, your needs in that moment. And really get to the root of it. What's the fear? Is the fear that you're going to be left? Is the fear that you're going to be alone? Is the fear that you're going to be neglected by this partner? Is the fear that something bad is going to happen? Because those of us that have come out of very abusive relationships, this is vital to your survival. And in that case, there is a lot to be healed there. You know, and, and it's that that relationship, we're still in it. If it's still in our heart and if it's still in our mind and it's still running our life in ways where we are subconsciously still in that relationship. 
And it's not just you and your person. It's you, your past person, and your new person. And I think that we're going to be quite surprised when we do exert, you know, our wants and our needs. Um, I think we're going to be quite surprised because I think what's going to end up happening, number one, is people respect you more when you respect yourself more. You run into a lot less people that are, are out to use you when they know they can't. And when you honor yourself, that, that, that lends out in your energy. And it creates confidence. And starting to do these little things will start to create the confidence. So, you know, you're going to ask yourself that question. You're going to have an alternative suggestion. And you're not going to apologize. That's some of those, you know. Let's see. What else? Stop apologizing. Remove toxic people. Get the people that that seem to be those staples of people that are always there, especially the ones that when you do exert your no or you do offer that other suggestion, if they do have an, a, a wild reaction, very negative reaction, you can rest assured that as, as hard as it may be, this is a person that just cannot be in your space right now. This is someone you have to start moving away from. I've had to do that with some guys that, you know, I honestly... I mean, at the time, they were just my best friends. But were they my best friends because they were there? Or were they my best friends because we had an equal friendship? See, I have kind of friendships now that are that are equal to human beings, you know, equally, you know, loving and doing and, and, and being there and shouldering for each other. And that's amazing. Let me tell you the difference in those friendships and the friendships I used to have. Oh my gosh. I would not trade the friends that I have today. And some of you are here. I would not trade the friends I have today for the friends I had then. And I'm not saying they were bad people, but sometimes where they are in their life and their well being is not where you are. And in order for you to go and answer that question, what would my life be like? What does my best life look like? You can't answer that properly with pe those people in your world. So you got to move away and remove the toxic people in your life. Because remember, many people will stay around you because you always say yes. So run your experiment. Take time for yourself. You know, take time for yourself. That's really good. So a lot of times we're put on the spot. A lot of times us as people pleasers, people ask us something and, and we panic. You know, like, what do I do? Take a moment for yourself. You know, I, I heard a term today when I was uh, uh, thinking about this and researching this a little bit. It said, um, let me think about that. And it doesn't matter if you take two seconds, but you you have to step kind of a way and interrupt that pattern of you just automatically going to the yes. You know, you got to do things for yourself, especially in this this time of growth, in this time of change. So, you know, learn to, learn that phrase and learn to use it a lot. Let me get back to you. And step back and take a moment to yourself and run that feeling through. Ask yourself and realize, where is this hitting in my body? How does my body feel about this? Because your body is absolutely your mirror 
to you know to and 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 your gauge is what i meant to say your gauge to your soul it helps you know where you are and where you're going and who's going with you and who needs to go right now and the things that you want so take that time take that time let me get back to you say no though intimidating you know work through the fear of saying no Ask yourself the question, what's the worst thing that can happen in this moment if I say no? Now, if you're in a dangerous situation, this is way different. You know, we got other stuff to talk to you about. If you're in a very abusive relationship, I suggest you start building a plan outside of that. And maybe that this is not the situation where you start exerting this. But you have to, because one of the things I have written down is know where you're going have some goals in mind because and that comes from that that that'll help with that question what would my life be like if you know what does my best life look like to me right now um um what feels right to me for my life right now um when you start asking those questions it will help you start to create some short term and long term goals and visions for your life. And when you know where you're going, it's a whole lot easier to kind of gauge what is useful for you to do and lend your energy and your love and your space to versus what's not. And if we don't have an idea of what we want, it's really hard to justify to ourselves even why we don't want to do this or 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 even just know the reasons why and you don't have to give anybody else reasons why you don't want to do this you just don't this is your your life and i think the biggest biggest thing and this is where we're going to go back to what i was talking about before is start to learn to validate yourself you know a beautiful time for you to do this to really appreciate yourself is when you wake up in the morning and before you go to bed, I like to spend the last five minutes before I go off to sleep really thanking myself for what I've done during the day, thanking myself for all the changes that I've made and all the healing that I've done. And, and because when I'm in that space of gratitude for, I'm grateful that I have this amazing shelter and this comfortable bed and, and all that, when I'm doing that, I'm also thinking back over to the times where I had none of that stuff, where the life I live today is the life I dreamed of back then. And that's very comforting to me. And it also holds a lot of hope. Because if I can get myself here from there, then all of the dreams that I have still in my heart now, I can get to from here. So a big part of, of, of removing this pattern of the uh, people-pleasing behavior is learning to validate yourself. Because in essence, when we're pleasing people, we're hoping for their validation. We need that external validation to say, yes, I'm a nice guy. Yes, I am a loving friend. Yes, I am a selfless server. Yes, you know, I, I am important. And really, you're already those things because you are a sovereign, divine being. You are a divine expression of God in human form. That is your birthright. You are love. And I guarantee you, somewhere, somebody loves you, whether they're in your direct space or not. Somebody loves you. So you know what? You are loved. 
already hands down. You already got that. You're smart. You have mad skills. You, you are more than you believe yourself to be. And so maybe you can start to look at yourself through someone that you love and admire, you know, and loves you. Try to look at yourself through their eyes, but take that time to validate yourself. And it's going to feel funny at first if this is nothing that you've ever done. But connect with that heart space, that heart energy. Because that's we need to heal that so much, so much. You've done so much in your life. I really want to hone that in to all of you that have that have come through codependent relationships and have come through abusive relationships and that have come through, you know, active substance use disorders and, and habits and, and things that were crushing your soul. And you're you're in that you're you're, you're standing up. You know, you are what you have inside of you is tremendous there are people in the world that would love nothing more than to have the persistence and the tenacity and the get up that you've got so say those things take the clip from this video and make sure you play it for yourself you know at, at night or first thing in the morning you know, you got to start validating yourself. And over time, you're going to start building that confidence within you. Because when you look at really confident people that you admire, they are able to, to decide what they want. They're able to stand their ground in any situation. And it's not to say they don't experience fear, but it's not debilitating like it is for us. And we've got to learn how to use our use tension and change our relationship around tension. Because for a lot of us, it's that tension and that visceral fear of what's going to happen if this explodes. And, you know, like for, for, for the, the situation between, say, my wife and my mother, I don't have to voice anything out to them. I just got to step back out of the way. And I got to sit with my own uncomfortable feelings while it's happening. And I just got to breathe through that because I got to show myself that I can. And each one of you that's worked through a trigger of some sort, you know how to do this. We work through those triggers. We feel the feeling. We heal it. We breathe through it. You know, you got to feel it to heal it. So we got to breathe through it. We got to tell our body it's not this bad. We're not going to die if we stand up for ourselves. We are not going to die if we say, no, I don't want to see that movie. I'd like to see this one, though. You know, there's so many things that we can do. You know, we become peacekeepers as children, but we have to know that we are just as important as those we are out there trying to keep the peace with or trying to make happy that we are also. And we're also stopping them from having the chance to make us happy as well. You know, not everybody that's with a peacekeeper or, or with a people pleaser is out to use them. Sometimes they just want to know them just as well. And it also becomes that safety mechanism where we kind of keep people from out from knowing us. You know, so we never tell them who we are and we just Camille to what we think they need. And that gets boring for the person on the other side. You know what I mean? Like. It, it just creates detriment for all of us. So stop apologizing. 
Live free of others' expectations. Make decisions from genuine, genuine conviction. Because when we don't, it just causes resentment. And we often start doing things for people and we're just resenting the heck out of them. And it's not even their fault. I did this and I had that note. I resented my grandparents so bad because when I expressed what I wanted to go to college for, from their experience, they said no. You know, you can't get a music degree. What are you ever going to do with that? And instead of me just standing my ground and just insisting and saying, you know what, let me just prove it to you. You know, let me go for this. Trust my dream. Trust my, I didn't. And in reality, what I ended up doing is, is self-sabotage. I subconsciously sabotaged myself because my heart was not in it. I did not make a decision from my own conviction. I made a decision to make them happy. I didn't trust myself. I didn't love myself enough to know that, that this was my path. And I knew that it was. And for many years, I just resented them, resented my life. And it kept me in that cycle of active substance use. Um, yeah. Nurture yourself and nurture your past. And that was one of the things I wanted to talk to you. If you can remember what that past place was where maybe your people pleasing began, especially if it was a, a time that you can remember as a young child, take a few minutes and have the visualization of just sending love back to that person. You know, in my transition, I often went back and talked to my younger self. And this sounds real woo-woo, and I'm aware of that, but it's it really helps. It's It's soul healing, I promise. I went back and talked to my younger self and I, and I would just tell myself, it's going to be okay. We make it through this and you're, you are the person you, you become the person that you've always known you were. And thank you. Thank you for surviving through this. Thank you for persisting through this. Thank you for keeping us alive this long so that we could see this drastic turnaround in our lives. And if you can go, if you're, if you're experienced in visualization, give that young little pleaser a hug. Validate that person. And because, you know, that person's still very well alive in you. It's that person that feels all that fear within you when these situations arise. It's that little person. And they need love. And it, it, it's not by standards hyper-masculine to do something like this, but we got to redefine what the heck masculine and feminine means anyway because we're way off course, especially with the masculine. You know, masculine is an energy. It is not a set of behaviors. And unfortunately, we have people in the world right now that are teaching a lot of young men, you know, that masculinity has to do with control and behaviors. And y'all have to forgive me for going off on this tension. I just, this tangent, I just watched something yesterday that has me up in arms, but masculine and feminine are energies and they live within all of us. And, and there, you know, if you are divine masculine in, in your body form, don't let anyone else define for you what masculinity is. It is not a set of behaviors. It is an energy that you hold. It is a confidence that you hold. It is a, it is a, it is a set of 
of ways that you that you be it is respectful it is protective it is it is loving it is all those things and there is a young boy a young male living within you that is just as hurt as some of our divine feminines and the young girls that live in them and i think that if 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 you hear me talking about this exercise right now and you are a divine masculine and the first thing that you feel is man i don't want to do that that's that's girl shit or that's that's feminine shit then look at that and go back to the root of that and ask that young man why he doesn't feel free to love himself as a young man. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> I love you guys. I want you to rise up. I want you to know it's a new year and you can have a new you. This is your time. Leave nothing undone. Leave nothing unsaid. Follow your heart and your soul's path rise above your fear and the opinions and approval of others you get a new mind you write a new story you live a new life experience yeah let me read some of these lisa let me see that living in it as we speak bonus daughter gave someone i didn't know permission to stay at the house i'm staying at without even asking me i spend a lot of time alone on purpose Lisa, yes, yes. You know, my when I talk about my mother and the things that are happening right now that I'm kind of watching from the outside. Um, thank you, Pimble. <laughs> um, I'm watching from the outside is is basically that same situation. And I told my mom today, it's like standing out here and watching your house be on fire. And I'm trying to call everybody out. But nobody wants to come out. They, I keep saying, your house is on fire. Your house is on fire. And they're like, nah, no, it's not. We'll take care of it. And the flame just gets bigger and bigger. So I'm glad you showed up here tonight, Lisa, because, you know, you are important, highly important. And, you know, you have a right to your space. And you have a divine right to speak what you feel inside. Please don't put yourself in danger. And I don't want anybody to take this, you know, in the wrong way. Do not put yourself in danger. If you're in an abusive situation, then this is something different. Again, make a plan. How about pick up this book right here? I didn't come this far. It only come this far because there's there's some stuff about that in here, too, of how this this beautiful woman, you know, made her plans and followed her heart and started getting herself out of, you know, abusive situations and, um, you know, keep yourself safe. But honor yourself because you are a badass on the planet. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you are a badass on the planet. Bradley Bagwell, that's right. Absolutely. 100, 100, 100. I love you. Bradley's always here, the motivator right here. Oh, Bradley. Pamela is amazing. Yes, it is really amazing once you start to realize the difference. Yep. So true. And Rita, yes, cut off the toxic people. So important to your quality of life to cut them out. And it is true. And I know it's hard for us, especially, especially if we're fresh in the recovery, substance recovery process. We feel so guilty, you know, and people will say that to us like, oh, you're just too good for us now. Or you just turn your back and and you've probably been through some shit with those people. And it does. But you have got you know 
if you are the average of the five people that you are around the most, well, then take a gander at the five people you're around the most. And you can pretty much gauge the energy you're all in, the finances you're all in, because I guarantee you, your bank accounts will be within about $100 of each other, you know, in that time. And, and so do it for yourself. And you don't have to have some big dramatic breakup to do that. You know, you just, 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 Start moving away. Start start putting your eyes on other people. Start making different friends. And naturally, those friends will they they will they will move along because you will no longer be useful to them. When you're no longer able to be used, you won't be useful. And they will move on. But the way you're gonna feel about yourself when you when you're not being used and you've done these things for yourself, man. Your happiness actually makes you more confident. Really, it truly, truly does, you know, be bold in the world. And I know that was one of the things that was a big deal for me when I was young. It's one of the things that helped this create this people pleasing, you know, uh, um, place in me was the fact that I was afraid to be bold in my life. I really was. I knew I was different, very young. And instead of being bold about it, because somewhere along the way, if I was, it always quickly got shamed or put that away. You know, don't you say that to anybody. Don't tell anybody about your business. A lot of things, too, you know, when we tell our children what happens in this house stays in this house, we're not creating loyalty within them. We are stopping them from expression. Because if there's things going on in our house that is is you know, not for them to say, that's maybe what we got to look at. You know, we said that to our son because it was said to us, but really what we're doing is we're stopping their expression. We're telling them that this is not okay, that you have to create a secret. You've got to hide something. And no matter what those things are, they start to create subconscious belief systems and stories. And remember, your life experience depends on the story you're telling yourself about yourself and each conversation and each situation that you're in. So examine your story. And if you change your story, you can change your life. I promise you. And, you know, if we want to do want to go even a step further, let's do some affirmations around this people pleasing. You know, tell yourself in the mirror in the morning, I'm confident. I, I know what I want and I stand up for what I believe. I stand up for who I am. You know, and examine your beliefs. Do they belong to you? Are these your beliefs? Or are they beliefs that have been passed down, et cetera, et cetera? But start talking to yourself. I am valuable. My thoughts, my opinions, my expressions, my wants and my needs, they are meaningful. And they are worthy to be heard, worthy to be experienced. You know, maybe the situation don't turn around and go your way, but by gosh, at least you stood up for yourself. At least you said what you wanted. You expressed yourself. That's what's up. That's what's up. I love you guys. Thank you so much for spending this amazing Saturday night with me. Uh, 
I love y'all so much. I mean, you are just a band of warriors, and I'm grateful to be in your presence. I truly am. Remember, I am now a part of the Recovery Revolution live team. Those amazing human beings, Brett, Ashley, Jason, JR, and that's every Thursday night live at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Recovery Revolution live channel, and I share it to my stuff as well. If you are not already a subscriber to the YouTube channel, make sure you go over to YouTube at Recovery Soul Food and become a subscriber. And also, I told you, oh, you can follow us on TikTok and Instagram at recovery underscore soul food. TikTok is just at recovery soul food. And also, if this content helps you at all, consider becoming a monthly supporter by going to anchor.fm forward slash recovery soul food. Scroll down and click the support. You can pick any package per month and um, it just helps keep this stuff going. Um, I'm going to do it anyway, though, because I love it and I love y'all. But like I told you, if you hung around until the end of this video, you are in luck. You are blessed because our good friend, my best friend, Pamela Topchin, is so absolutely willing to give this audience Recovery Soul Food and Recovery Revolution Live. By the way, you mentioned either one of those. You're going to get a free full session of hypnotherapy. And this is a really good place that hypnotherapy can help you in talking to your subconscious and, and creating that confidence. And Pamela's the best at what she does, baby. And, you know, she will give you the free consultation session which you have a consultation with her y'all discuss what's you know what in your life what you want to work on she's so good at this and she's just this is her divine path just part of her divine path and purpose but then you have a 15 minute session and then you have a free full session so i urge you urge you urge you you know run the experiment what what does it hurt you to give it a try and see, you know, and, and don't let things, obstacles stand in your way. Pamela is a great resource. She can help you get the healing that you are longing for. So go to www.hypnobreakthrough.com. Mention Recovery Soul Food. Mention Reverend LC or mention Recovery Revolution Live and take her up on that amazing, amazing gift. All right. Well. Until next Saturday, I love y'all so much. I wish you the most amazing week possible. And remember what I said, you can get up from your give up and create a life you love. Until next time. Bye.